Hey, I'm Connie Jones, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Warrior Arise podcast, where I have candid conversations with people like you and me who've spent years trying to do enough and have enough to be enough, but who lived in survival mode. It's time to end the vicious cycle of overwork, overwhelm, and exhaustion and awaken to your true essence so you can live in freedom and soar to next level success in life, work, and business. Let's do this. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Warrior Arise podcast. I'm your host, Connie Jones, and um, today we've got, we've actually got one of my favorite people. Um, I have had the pleasure of getting to know um, Dr. Erin Harris over the last few years, and man, she is special. I mean, truly special, and I'm, you're going to see that today. She's got a lot of um, wisdom to share with us. She's enjoyable. You'll see that. Um, she's funny. Uh, she's just a joy to be with. And so I can't wait for you to meet her. But um, so Dr. Harris, uh, Dr. Erin Harris was born and she was raised in Indianapolis, Indiana. And as a child, she had a strong interest in science. And um, but then by the time she reached college, her focus was primarily on medicine and infectious disease research. And after graduation, she worked in a pathology research lab and soon decided that medicine would be her career path. In 1994, she was accepted into Indiana University School of Medicine. During medical school, she soon realized that she enjoyed treating adults and the inner workings of chronic disease. She decided to pursue training in internal medicine and later matched at, em at Emory University's internal medicine training program. In 2001, she completed her training and started pursuing her career as a primary care internist and a hospital medicine physician. By 2014, Dr. Harris became frustrated with the traditional insurance payer system and treating patients like a reimbursement instead of a true person with health needs and concerns, which you will find out about her heart for her patients in a, um, as throughout the interview. Um, therefore, she decided to open a direct primary care membership practice in Tyrone, Georgia. And this huge change in the way she practiced allowed her to spend more time with patients and establish better relationships and do medicine the way that she really felt like was true to her. Um, as she started to spend more time with her patients, she had more time to try to figure out the root cause of their chronic illness. And this ultimately, ultimately led her to practice functional medicine. Dr. Harris currently lives in South Atlanta, along with her husband and her blended family of four children, and her greatest enjoyment is spending quality time with her family and a good nap. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Welcome, Erin, Dr. Harris. We are so, so blessed that you are here with us today, and uh, you're already laughing. We have so much fun when we're together. We laugh all the time. But, um, Thank you, Connie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're just a joy. You are such a joy and and such a gift to this world. And I just can't wait for you to share your heart with, um, so that people can really, see, you know, I love having these interviews because people get to really see, you know, the heart and the human behind the doctor, you know, and um, it's just so awesome. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you had me on. I was um, so surprised, but so honored when you asked me to come on. So thank oh you for having gosh. me. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, I just uh, wouldn't, I, we would, it wouldn't be the same without, without having your wisdom and your insight. So we're excited. So yeah, well, so let's dive in um, because we've got, lot, got lots I want to want to talk about today and um you're in and, and I want to clarify now you opened your practice in Tyrone but you're now in Peachtree City and yes I'm in Peachtree City yes and you have you're at Shake Rag Hill at the that um Shake Rag Hill area and the medical practice are there and you have expanded your practice majorly over the last few years um you're doing a direct primary care uh practice you have um the functional medicine practice now and you have a medical spa, Revital yes. Med, in yeah. Fayetteville. And yeah, call so, me crazy. I know, right? What is? What were you thinking? Oh my gosh! Uh, and the blended family. And, and the blended family. I, I know it's amazing, but you are you are superhuman. That's for sure. But but anyway, and so we'll talk more about. I want to you know dive into all those i just wanted to like get the context for people so that they you know really um really know what you're doing now and um just how much growth you've had and um and and you know so that they can 
uh, and we'll have in the show notes, we'll have your um, information for people to contact you. So we'll, we'll definitely, um, they can find out about you because I know they're going to want to when they hear about you because <laughs> everybody does. Everybody I come in contact with that, or that is, you know, like has it interaction with you. They're like, oh my gosh, like I need to know about her. Like, where is she? Because I want to, I want to meet her because that's the way people, they, you're just that, you're magnetic like that. So thank you. Anyway. Um, but uh, so let's, let's talk about like, how'd you get where you are? And um, we want to hear, you know, your story and, um, you know, kind of what you're, what you're really passionate about putting out in the world. And so Tell us, unless I always like to start with, you know, the struggle, um, because the struggle is what makes us who we are. And um, it, it, when we, our purpose comes from, uh, and our passion comes from oftentimes our pain. And so um, if you don't mind sharing some, what were some of the struggles that you had along the way and some of the most impactful times in your life that have shaped who you are today? Well, I think mainly, um, childhood I definitely had a um I wasn't you know from a doctor's family um a lot of people that attended medical school with me um their you know parents were congressmen or and or doctors or um had some type of exposure I and I got there and I was like oh I didn't have this I'm in another world (laughs) yes I'm in a totally different world and so I think it was just I didn't realize that the struggle was just pushing past a lot of things in my childhood that would normally keep someone stuck in a position of um, generational poverty and, um, you know, or just, you know, working um, on the line um, in GM or, you know, you know, or having a government job. I could have easily been that person, not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I sound like I'm on Seinfeld right now. Not not that there's anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys, I told you. Yeah, she's so entertaining. I love it. Um, so down but, you know, I, yeah, I could have, I could have easily stayed in a position, but I really just, I soared past that. And I don't, honestly, I don't know how I really, I, I, when I look back at my life, I really feel like it was by the grace of God because there were so many instances where that point in my life could have just totally crushed me or totally destroyed me. And I was like, how did I get through that? And so I really don't take a lot of credit. It was really just, this is God's purpose for me at this time, doing what he wanted me to do because he called me as a child. He called me out of my mother's room and I don't take, I don't take any, I don't take any, um, like, that was all me or I did that. That was just, you know, honestly, I, I can't take any credit for that. That was just his purpose and his will. And God knows we'll get to heaven and see, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, somehow, you know, and I, I know he, we always, you know, that quote or whatever, and I'm going to butcher it because I always do that, that, you know, that we are, that we can't mess up what he, what his plan is for us, you know, we can't Absolutely. force we can't force what's not for us but we can't mess up what is for us and so you know it 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 is when that when that is his plan and his purpose he will fi- he makes sure that we find the way our way to that and you know but i think that couple things that i've seen about you is that it's just your part in it was to be faithful your part was to be faithful to your own heart and to your calling, to the calling inside of you that ran deep, that you knew that you wanted to help people. You knew that you wanted to, you were inquisitive and uh, cerebral, and you wanted to Mm -hmm. figure things out. And all the time, yeah. (laughs) You're always intellectual, you know, like had that intellect. And, um, And so you just wanted to understand it and get to the bottom of it. And you followed that inside of yourself. And that's the thing that I love about you is you haven't left yourself. You haven't left what what God put in you. And that's what so many of us do. And that doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us, um, you know, lost. And um, but you you stayed true to who you were even through the hard times. 
and you pursued that, you pursued that calling that you felt because you're, of your faith and your relationship with God. And that's goes, it goes a long way. I was going to say, you know, I didn't have a, a faith-based upbringing. You know, my parents barely went to church. Um, I think I went to church on Christmas and Easter. That's when I remember going to church growing up. And, um, you know, I had a lot of dysfunction in my family. There was, you know, drug use and musicians. <laughs> Wow, and, two go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Bands yeah. playing in my, uh, in my, um, you know, bands playing in my uh, living room, and um, it was it it was interesting <laughs> to say I'd the least. Say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, there there was no um, there were no doctors, no science um, folks, you know, no nothing like that, and so that was a strong inner inner like something that what he put in me that was a strong um need to to solve you know I remember thinking um seeing a life magazine I don't know if I ever told you this when I was younger I think I was like seven eight six or something like that and I saw a heart transplant like the first mechanical heart and then I saw another life my grandmother always had life magazines um and and I saw another they were talking about HIV and I was like I'm gonna cure HIV and you see you saw that like that was I was young and so and I told my grandmother I'm gonna cure HIV and I said and I also want to do I was saying like at six I want to be a bio a mechanical engineer because I want to do like you know, um, heart transplant, mechanical hearts. And, and people would just look at me like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, Aaron. And I was like, I want to cure HIV. That's and, amazing. Wow. Yeah. So I was, and had no foundation of that. So yeah, God just put that in you. That was just what you were created for. It's amazing. Holy cow. Um, so as you, as you began to, so, so let me ask this, did that ever did you ever doubt that? Did that ever wane in you? I mean, did you struggle along the way or were you just dead set from seven years old that you were going to be, you know, that you were going to work in healthcare? I was dead set from probably the, um, as long as I can remember, like seven, six, yeah, that that I was going to work in science some type of way because it was just, it was a part of who I was. It wasn't, and I could not, that's what I would always gear towards. It wasn't like, um, and, and, you know, people were like, no, you should do this. I, I don't want to do that. You know, that's <laughs> not what I'm interested in. And my mom could definitely tell you, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, and so it's really, it's really kind of like my son, my son sat me down and I'm going off, I'm going off subject. It. This is but so my, good. <laughs> my son sat me down um, a couple of weeks ago and he's five, he's five. And he's he's been dead set on being a fireman since two. And so he sat me down and he looked me straight in the eye and he said, Mommy, um, I need to tell you something. And I said, OK, Baba, what is it? He said, uh, I'm going to fireman school and I'm going to be a fireman. And I <laughs> said, OK. <laughs> wow. He's got that same thing yes. inside of him that you had inside of you. And not every. And I don't mean that like, okay, so don't let me for our listeners like that doesn't mean because you if you didn't have this in you, I didn't have that in me. I, you know, I I didn't have I didn't know. Um, I knew there was something special and I knew I wanted to help people. I always knew that. I just had no idea in what capacity I had to go through my experiences. And you did, too, I mean, to figure out how that was and what that was, you know, I, you know what that was going to look like. Um but that thing in you is usually there, whatever it is that you're great at, it's there early on. You just don't know it. And everything, so many times we don't know how to um, conceptualize it and put it into, funnel it into a specific career or specific, some people do, some people don't. That And because you didn't have that or because you don't have that doesn't mean that you know, that you don't have a purpose. It's, it's, but you know, those things that you're great at, you know, those things that you're drawn to, you know, the things that light you up inside. And you're just like, oh my God, I cannot read enough about that. Or I just love doing this, or I love these moments. And that's, those are the passions that lead into our purpose. Um, but then walking that path out is a whole nother story to get there. Um, and so take us through like, 
you know, what, um, what were some of those struggles along the way getting you to where you are now um, from knowing you wanted to, you know, change the world, you wanted to help people, um, you wanted to be in science, but how did that actually come about? I think I never had the problem with education. I never had the problem with actually getting the grades. Um, I know when I, I, I attended college, uh, I, it was a different, you know, I went to, I attended public school in, um, when they were growing up before I went to college and then I got to college and everybody is, you know, private school, um, you know, they went to private school or, you know, they went to this school. Most of them are from private school, some from public school, but better, definitely, de- definitely better public schools than I attended. And so I was way behind. Um, and so I really struggled my first year of, of college because I was like, oh, I'm taking um, chemistry and biochemistry. And, and I was, you know, I was going for it. And I was like, whoa, because it was it was like so far ahead of where I was from where I was prepared. So I really, really had to play catch up. And um, so it, after, you know, my first year of college, I was pretty much okay. It was me. It was the, I was the person that was getting in the way. It was who, you know, who I, how I saw myself. And um, when I kind of look back at that, you know, time, I was still stuck, you know, in high school and had that same mentality of, you know, do or die, get me, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> survival. Yeah. I was in survival. Um, and because it was, it, I had such a strong passion for what I wanted to do, you know, I was going to do it at any cost. And you told me I wasn't going to do it. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm doing it. Um, so, um, so yeah, it was that survival kind of hard um, shell, but a soft, a soft person, but such a, you know, going for it. Like, um, and determination. I wasn't, yeah. it was, it was a determination, but it was like, um, it was, uh, it was a lot of, I think the person that kind of mentored me and, and, uh, and I never knew this, the person who mentored me in college, I've talked to her after, and she was like, I put out so many fires for you. You were like almost, um, they almost like kicked me out of school because I try to beat up a boyfriend of mine. And, <laughs> and she, she was like, I had to do so many things to keep you in school. And it's those things like that. Like I had no idea. Like it was by the grace of God that I was, I graduated because it wasn't that I was going to keep me kicked out because of my grades. It was like, she was, she had to put out fires for me and it wasn't. But it wasn't like it was she said it was never and she told me she said it was never not like not provoked. It was just like when you were provoked, you were like going for the you were going for their neck. Yeah. So, <laughs> you felt like you had to like like fight for yeah. yourself. You protect exactly. you protect yourself to to get where you wanted to be. And uh that's amazing. Wow. Wow. And so it made you tough. Your your upbringing really made you tough. And it did. so so now, like, what are some, let's talk personal life a little bit, like, because, you know, that's what we're all about here is the, um, is the, you know, the, how I always say that we settle for struggling, striving and surviving in life until we realize that Jesus came so that we could live life to the full and that we could live an abundant life and we could live, um, you know, whole and complete and lacking nothing. And that's thriving. Um, and so what were some of the experiences that kept you in the struggle, striving and surviving that didn't allow you to be free and courageous and, you know, um, authentic to who you were? Um, it sounds like you didn't have trouble being who you were. Um, but what were some of those struggles that, you know, that, that did, um, cause you some pain and some heartache along the way that, um, kept you from truly living in the courage, freedom, and authenticity that God created you to be more on the personal level. I think it was definitely the relationship with my father that was very strained. I really never felt like my father um, gave me the tools I needed to live as a young woman. I feel like he never gave me that foundation to live. And then he he um, actually, you know, he was abusive. He was physically abusive. And so then also that took away your father's, your protector, because you assume, you know, everything that I 
I had to kind of reconstruct about God as a father, you know, that he's not abusive, that he doesn't, he, that he has your, he gives you a foundation to live. He gives you wisdom and you're, and you know, this is how you're supposed to live through life. I never felt like I had that. And so, um, I would beat myself up for making poor choices, but I never had a good foundation to make poor, you know, good choices from because I didn't have a great, you know, I didn't have a person that gave me great advice. Okay. And when you meet a guy, this is what you should do in this situation. When you're dating, this is how you should be. This is how you should act as as a young lady. And so I really felt like I gave my innocence away too quickly because I had no understanding of what that meant. I had no, you know, Christian foundation. I had no, you know, father figure foundation and what I, you know, and I did have and my stepfather. He he did what he could. He was a great he 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 had the essence to be a great dad. He was really loving. And so I did get that. Um, but he had his own issues. You know, he was a musician. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But he he's really still struggles with the fact that he he could have given us so much more. And even now, he oh, was like, oh, you know, you know, he's a beautifully born again Christian um, now. Um just beautiful but he was just like you know I just made such so many mistakes back then I was like you know you were doing every drug known to man how could you not make a mistake <laughs> yeah exactly we have all the grace in the world no we did because we and we all are just doing our best we're doing the best thing that we know how to do and all of our yeah. parents we're you know we're all broken in some way and exactly we, and i say this so often we only experience growing up we only experience broken love as much as our parents love us there it's broken love because they're coming from broken places and we don't know the whole and complete love of a father of a true father you know that that is god and so you bring up a good point here that and i want to say this i don't know if i've ever have indicated or ever talked about this on one of our podcasts but um that you know we get we are supposed to supposedly get our get our identity a sense of identity a sense of provision and and security and a sense of protection of safety from our fathers those are the things that you know our moms teach us our moms nurture us um you know those kinds of things but our dad provides that sense of identity provision security and safety protection and so you brought up that point that like you didn't get that sense you didn't get that from your dad um i didn't get that as much as my parents loved me and as wonderful as my dad was as a dad um he had his own stuff and so and i talk you know talk about that in my book in detail that he didn't you know so i didn't get that either and so as women and men the same thing men act men go you know act that out in a different way women when we don't have what we need from our from our earthly father then we what i see so often is we go one direction or the other we either try to find it find our identity in a man or we become so masculine that we take on the role of a man and and we we think we have to protect ourselves and we have to get fierce and fight and you know and we have to fight for everything we can get and we uh we don't feel secure and so we never find that sense of you know we work hard and we think we've got to do more and and you know and make it happen for ourselves in order to find our identity in that and our value in that and to create some sense of provision and security for ourselves, but it never feels safe enough. It never feels we never feel worthy enough. And so you, you like me, we have a very similar um, background in that way. We both, in our own stories, tried to. We became that um, that masculine. Not not that we gave up our femininity. We're both very feminine, uh, feminine women. Um, but we we just fought for everything we we got, you know. And and we just you know you worked harder, you made it happen, and you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's just up to me. Um, and so share more about like that, how that has played out for you in, you know, in your, in your work and your struggle with, you know, like, like, what has that looked like along the way? I mean, did you, has that, um, you know, how has that hurt you along the way and caused you pain to feel like you had to, to respond that way? Well, I think, um, I really did take on that when I know you've done a section for shame 
And I really did that overachiever, kind of like that shame of always overworking and always overdoing in order to kind of take care of myself because I'm going to take care of myself because nobody else is going to take care of me and and I have to take care of me and then I do it very well. So obviously I'm doing something right. But what it did is um, I had a difficult time. Um, Part of it was I was just busy, but also I very rarely dated like after you know, by medical school, I, I very rarely dated. And so I really married late in life. Um, and then my first marriage was failed because I really chose somebody that um, I think I did the choosing or it, I, something. In, I don't know. I have no idea. But it was someone that didn't really wasn't really very uh, alpha guy. And I need an alpha guy. You know, I need somebody who is going to kind of stand toe to toe with me and be like, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry sorry chick <laughs> you're not gonna do that that's right um, yeah and I didn't and I didn't have that and it didn't and so it became a situation where I was like the guy in the relationship and and I did not want to be that that is not something that I wanted to be and so um and it's just you know I would hear guys say well you know you have everything so I don't need to provide anything for you or you're taking care of everything so I don't really need to help you out with anything and I would be like I need a lot of help can't you see right. what I mean? what are you talking about <laughs> right yes that is and I have we I have struggled with the same thing you know being a strong independent woman you know and and really have had to look at that and look at okay what's my part in that you know to make it appear that you know, how have I got to get some of that feminine energy back that, you know, that I don't, that I don't have to do it all. And that, you know, that will attract that right guy who is the alpha, you know, um, and yet at the same time, it is, it is the truth. We have to, you know, you're, you've got it. You got a business to run. You got a, you know, a household to run. You, you, you know, you want to create some sense of security and, and, um, you know, and, and you're passionate about things. And so, yeah, it's that, it's that um, fine line and finding that balance of that. And that has, that is, that's, that's hard. That's hard for a, a strong woman, strong career woman to, to achieve, you know? Um, but that's where I guess there, I know what's helped me the most is my relationship with God. It's just really kind of turn, turning it over to him and going, okay, God, you know what? You know, I don't have to be, what you didn't create me to be. I, um, I can be who you made me to be and trust that you are my, you're giving me my identity. You're giving me my, my provision. You're giving me my protection and, um, and, you know, trust him with that until, um, you know, until I can settle back into who, who he really made me to be. Yeah. And it's, it's allowed me to be vulnerable, you know, um, I, because I had to, protect myself now um and it, the holy spirit really had a because he would be like you need to go and say such and such to sean my husband you need to go apologize and i'm not i'm not gonna and i was seriously i'm like how are you gonna how are you gonna fight with like the creator of the universe do you understand what you're doing like i would be in my mind like are you are you seriously gonna do this right now like he would say you need to go say something to Sean and I would be like I'm not going to say anything to him (laughs) but it was like he and now because he's like done it so much my heart has become more tender I've been able to lay a lot of that pride down and um, that kind of self-protection and I need you honey I need this from you and this and I need you all the time and you know before I wouldn't I would have never you know been like you know I need you I'm, I'm good you, you, you're going to leave? Okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But not. But that's not really, you know, that's one of those protective mechanisms that I talk about all the time. We have those survival mechanisms that, and all of us do, just in different ways, that ha- that thing that we have learned that has allowed us to survive and succeed, you know, and and yours, are, yours and mine are very similar. That was like what I learned that too, you know, it's okay. You know, I, 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 I got this, um, I, you know, cause I have to have this cause I, cause I, cause 
because nobody else does, you know, was my mentality. And, you know, and obviously that's changing. The Lord has taught me, okay, Connie, that's not the, that's not the way I made it either. You know, that's not healthy. Um, but because the thing, our survival mechanisms actually create prisons for us. And what they don't, what we don't understand is that the thing that has, that is keeping us safe or we think is keeping us safe and that's comfortable for us and that is allowing us to survive and succeed up to a certain point is the very thing that is keeping us from what we really want. Because what you really wanted was connection and intimacy and, and to feel that sense of not counterfeit safety and protection, but really protected and safe and loved. And, um, and so, and there's no, there is no counterfeit that counterfeit doesn't, um, I mean, there is a counterfeit, but counterfeit doesn't fill that space in our hearts the same way. Um, it just, you know, so, so many times we settle for what feels comfortable and safe, but it's not really what we want. So, um, I just take a little second right here. If you're listening to this and you, um, if that touched you in some way, I want you to really think about what is it that, that that same, that pattern that you've been in for so many years, um, listeners that, you know, that maybe it feels really comfortable and safe to you, but you know, you also hear that voice of the Holy Spirit going, yeah, but you really need to do something else. And that's not really getting it for you, but, um, but you're resisting it because it doesn't feel, um, doesn't feel safe or comfortable. And, um, I really want you to, to be thinking about and start to challenge that because, it is keeping you in prison. So, so Aaron, how did you begin to, um, was it just kind of a process and you just leaning into the Lord? How did you begin to break free and like really begin to soften and become the Aaron that God created you to be and live in that freedom and authenticity that you do today? Not only as a, as a person, but as a doctor too. Yeah, I just think that it goes back to the Bible verse that um, says that, you know, he that's begun a good work in you will complete it to the end. I just really look at, you know, how I was saved in college and I had no idea. I, I really was lost. I really was lost. I thought that um, going to church, I, I knew I wasn't saved, but I just had no idea even what salvation was. And um, and when I got a understanding of what that was, he really just took me from um, really just one stage to the next. And he just really cared for me. And he really just, you know, I, and I, part of it was just, Lord, I've always think in my heart, I've always been, Lord, you know, and I don't, I don't know what to do. And I really had to, so many times, even in medical school, um, just even that, um, I think the main I can remember the 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 main way he broke my um need to provide for myself was when I was in, I was broke in medical school. You know, I just lived on student loans, but I lived in even though I was in the same town as my family, I couldn't live with my family and study for and study at the same that was not going to happen because it was too much going on at home and it, I would I was like I could just stay in the library but I I couldn't do that. So um so I lived in my apartment, but one one month I didn't know how my rent was going to get paid, and I was just like, I really had to, you know, just be like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know. I'm just going to have to rest in you. And it really was just that giving myself over to Him, and um, you know, laying everything down at the foot of the cross, and just. And now I say that stuff, but I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know. I didn't have words for that. I was just like, Lord, help. That's that's the only thing that I could say. But now I know what I was doing. And and every single time it would happen. And it, a lot of the stuff that happened in medical school, that provision started in a, in a medical school that protected protection started like you are my protector. And I don't know if I've ever told you when I was um, almost in a really bad car accident. And okay, can I tell this? Yes, please. Okay, so, so it was like my first semester of medical school. I was I was breaking it off with the guy that I was engaged to um, because I was like, this is not going to work because I'm choosing medical school over you because I don't think yeah. this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I 
was getting him some cough syrup, being a caregiver. He had a cold. I was going to the store, get him some cough syrup after I left the library. And I was going over a bridge and my tires um, didn't have enough tread on them. And I specifically heard the Holy Spirit say, slow down. I mean, it was audible. You know how you've heard like audible things that you can never forget. It was very audible. He said, slow down. Did I hear? Did I listen? Nope. I didn't listen. And so I went over that bridge and there was a, um, there was a lot, it was raining. And so I, I hydroplaned and I put on the brakes and there were, there was a row of cars in front of me. Um, and I went into a tailspin and I literally took off, took my hands. I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. He did. I took my hands off the wheel and my feet off the gas and brake. I just took everything off and I could feel myself in a tailspin, but I just knew I was going to be, it was done. I was done. Um, and I heard like my car go under a wire and um, I, it just stopped. And I remember calling on Jesus. I was just like, Jesus, help me. And um, I, my car stopped and I was in a parking lot that had been wired off. No, not a scratch on my car. All, and, and listen, everybody who was at the light, it was a busy intersection. This was like that. This wasn't like a two lane. This was like a three, four lane intersection on, on all four sides. So it was like one of the busiest intersections that you can be in in Indianapolis. If anybody's from Indianapolis, that was a 38th and Lafayette Road. So if you guys know that intersection. Oh I was, my <laughs> gosh. Wow. I was at a really busy intersection and I ended up in a, and people stopped to see if I was okay because they, I, I just saw the light was green, but people were still there kind of looking at me. Like, did I just see what I saw? <clears throat> and and I started crying. I got my cry out. And then I went to go get the coaster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. You, so you saw, I mean, you just, it, so it was just kind of started, you started seeing that, okay, I'm in, in those times that you felt like you're, you've kind of outpunted your coverage. Like you are like, this is bigger than me. I can't, bigger you know, than, totally bigger I, than yeah, me. Then God started coming through for you. And that's when that relationship really started to um, to, to get real, to take off at a whole nother level. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. You, yeah. You can't take that away from somebody. No. You can't take that. You, I can, I, I mean, it's solidified. Oh, it's kind of like, you don't know God, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, what, are you, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. you don't believe in God. So it's yeah. that kind of thing. Like, and it really just, he really continued to, as long as I would lay down my pride and lay down um, what I thought and how I thought about things, he always cut, would come and, and allow me to be changed. Wow. That's amazing. And just continues to. And then let's transition. I, I'm so glad you shared that with us. That is a powerful story. I mean, those all of us have those stories where we have just seen where God has just shown up in a major way. And um, I mean, he shows up in the little things all day, every day, whether we notice or not. But those big things are like, whoa. I mean, that's life shifting. Amazing. Well, let's shift gears because I want to ask you, I don't want to miss the, and I, we could talk, you know, you and I could, we could spend hours, but um, I, I want to ask you about your, how you're now, you know, how you're impacting other people and how you're helping so many, you've been through your struggles, you've, and not that you don't still, you know, that not that everything's perfect. I'm not saying that, but like you've, you've, you're pretty, you're leaving a correct, living a courageous, pretty free and authentic life. I mean, and, and you're, you're doing what you're created to do. You, you know, your relationship with God is, is, you know, amazing. And, but let's talk about how you're helping other people now heal and thrive from the struggles that keep them in stress, um, frustration, and dis-ease. You know, um, I say that, you know, dis-ease, because disease is Anytime our body is in dis-ease. And so how are you helping them? What are you seeing? What do you get to do every day to help other people step into that free, into the freedom, into the thriving life that God created them for? 
Yeah, you know, I have I really stay in my lane. I don't try to be a Connie or I don't um, try to be a financial advisor, but I really God has really gifted me to really kind of figure things out and get to the root of the problem. Um, So, yeah, I and, and I do it very easily. So, you know, I with the help, I, I guess with the tools that I needed from um, being trained in functional medicine, the things that would frustrate me when I would see people and they would be like, oh, I'm anxious and I'm tired. And and I would see trends, but I didn't know how to actually treat the trends. I didn't know. I would be like, you know what? I, I would see that early on practicing like, you know, this would happen and this happens and this always happens together. But I never could understand what the what the root cause of it was from until I started practicing functional medicine. And so it would frustrate me. It would frustrate me. I would be like, I don't know. And and I can only use the tools that I had, which was for medical school, would give them a drug and the drug would make them worse. But then my patients would actually help me because they would research on their own and be like, why, you know, check this out. You may want to check this out or, um, I started just, for instance, I had a patient with anxiety and she started methylated folate and she said it wasn't the regular folic acid. It was the methylated folic acid. And I got better and I started looking into that and I was like, well, she has, she's on to something. So I feel like my patients really, they're the ones who's like, uh, Dr. Harris, <laughs> you need to maybe go down this road and figure this out. <laughs> Um, because I was just like, uh, you know, they really and honestly, I think the thing is um, <clears throat> for me to be um, have enough humility to actually listen to my patients and say that. And I do tell them all the time, I don't know everything. If you find something that may you think may help you, I can give you some information and, and research it for you, because I do have the a scientific background to say yes or no, or, and I know you well enough to say yes or no, this may or may not help. But I, I do, um, I get gut instincts a lot with my patients. Like um, sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm really, really on the right path. And what it does is when I have a patient just recently and oh my God, they, my patients make me cry all the time. And I know they think I'm such a weenie. They think I'm like, she is such a weenie. <laughs> no, it's because you care. It's because you care so much. It's sweet. It's beautiful. She, she came in and all of this time, she, um, it has been food. She's had so many female problems and anxiety and rashes. And she was on a really expensive drug. And, um, and then she looked at me and she said, and all this time it was food all along. And I was just, I I was like, okay, I'm going to leave the room because tears were like, and it was just like, for me to be able to, (laughs) for me to be able to, you know, impact somebody that way, um, that all their life they're they have had this issue and then all of a sudden they're like better. You can't ask for anything better than that. That when you're talking about job satisfaction, that is serious job satisfaction. No doubt. And so um I have chills all over my body. Yes. <laughs> so I just uh so I love I absolutely love what I do. I love the fact that I have my favorite patient as a patient is like, I'll do anything when they're on their, when they're like their last resort. And I'm, and cause I'm like, okay, you got, you have to do every single thing I tell you to do. And it's going to be a long process. And you, we have to, you know, take a step-by-step. Step. You can't drop out on me. Um, but you know, when you, I have that patient who's like, I'm all in, it's the results are amazing. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. So um, talk to talk to us about the, you know, for people who don't know, and it's pretty, it's so much more common now. I mean, that's it's the way that, you know, a lot of people are going, a lot of doctors are going, a lot of healthcare practices are going, um, even, you know, counseling and coaching practices. But like, what is, what's, what's direct primary care and how does that work? And what do you love about it? And then talk a little bit about functional medicine, what it is, and how does it work? Okay. Yeah. So 
just to kind of give you the backstory, I, you know, practiced for a long time. I did primary care insurance. I really felt like was interfering. Uh, it was interfering with the way I could treat my patients. I, you, I get to, you know, you can't order a CT. You can order this first, but you can. But I'm like, what is the point if I'm eventually going to order a CT? You just want me to go through all the steps. Oh no, you can't use this medication, but you can use this medication. And so I became very frustrated, very overwhelmed, and I didn't know there was an option out they're like direct primary care. So direct primary care was very new on the scene. I think it really just started gaining notoriety in like 2012. And um, in 2014, literally, I just, you know, I stopped practicing um, regular medicine. I went from the VA because I was at the VA for a while. And I was like, I'm just going to open up my um, practice. And the people who are in it now, they're like, you had so your balls were like huge. And I'm, I don't know. I don't hopefully it's not offensive, but they were like, no. you, you yeah. had so much courage right. to do that. Because um, I had a daughter. My daughter was like four and um, and I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet, but I just knew that I wasn't going to do this anymore. I wasn't going to do what I was doing before. So direct primary care basically is you and people really thought I was literally like not a legal doctor anymore when I would tell them what I was doing. But I, you don't take insurance for payments um, in your practice. So um, in in order to take care of a patient in my practice, we establish relationships by memberships. And so I don't use insurance to um, care for my patients in the office setting. You can use insurance outside of the office setting, but in, within the office setting, it's a monthly membership that you that. But like to do labs or things like that that they need to do outside, they can use their still use their insurance for those kinds of things. But just to see to see you to get your medical care you don't don't go on insurance. Yeah, we don't take insurance. Now we we do give them like if you don't want to use insurance because even sometimes you're using insurance for labs is expensive. It, we it, give you a really is. yeah, we give you a really high discount. So what happens is um like if you had a, a labs that you may have paid out of pocket for seven hundred dollars, it would probably cost you about seventy dollars in our office. We give you a highly discounted price. We don't take a big cut. We don't try to, you know, get a cut in the and the price that the lab the lab gives us for for labs, and so um, we made it very affordable for when things a lot of things were changing. Um, when you know people were paying, you know, um, even if they had, you know, they were working and and their um, and their deductible was two twelve thousand dollars, and and their monthly you know payment for insurance was you know over a thousand. We made it we we gave more affordable. Um, options. Um, and so that was my tag net tag line was a, you know, an affordable healthcare option. Um, so, so that's what direct primary care is. You just pay a monthly membership fee. You have access to me um, for, I try not to do 24 seven. Uh, we say now in emergencies, you know, um, urgent, urgent needs, um, you can get in to see me um, and you know it doesn't take a week. It usually by the next day, you can if you need to see me, we save you know appointments. Um, my my office visits are extended, so it's like thirty minutes to so an hour um, to you know to see me as needed. So it's a direct. You know you're not you know on a phone tree for thirty minutes to try to speak to an MA about you know you know we we really do try to keep that access open um, and really try to make sure that our pa patients, our thing is making sure our patients are well taken care of, you know, giving them great customer service, something that they're not used to with the physician anymore. Yeah, you're really partnering with them in there. It's kind of like, you know, what I do with, with my coaching clients is kind of like I, I partner with them in their journey. I mean, they have access to me. They're, you know, you're, you're, you're partnering with people in their medical journey. And they do. They, you know, you're walking that out with them and it's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. And it's affordable. I mean, that's the whole, you know, um, and they end up spending a whole let, lot less money um, than they would the other way with a whole lot less frustration and more and, and great results. That's the thing. Um, and, and an enjoyable experience, you know, because they you become their they feel close to you, you know, you become their, 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 
their advocate guide. Exactly. Yeah, yes, they're they're like their healthcare buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's I love that. I absolutely love that, and that's why your patients love you so much, and not not only why, but one of the reasons why, and you know why you know people just rave about you, and um. And so, well, talk to us about the, um, so then functional medicine came along and you, you've already kind of shared that story about how, you know, you kind of began to open up because you were tired of not getting to the root of the problem. And, um, and so you wanted to, so, but just for people who don't know what's, you know, just give us a little bit more about functional medicine and like, I mean, just the, just the general gist of what is functional medicine and how does that differ from um, normal Western medicine? Well, I can kind of give them my story if you don't mind telling my story. So my story was, you know, I tell people all the time I was sitting at all places at Cracker Barrel about to get a mama's pancake breakfast. And my husband was telling me about, you know, because he knew that one of my things is I have vitiligo, which I've had since I was 20. And they've always told me that it was incurable. And so and it was just going to progress and get worse. And vitiligo is where you lose skin color. And um, so it's an autoimmune disorder. And I read this, I saw this article, this video that this person took copper and her color started coming back. And so it really, not only I'm starting, I'm starting to put all these pieces together. Like my patients telling me I took folic acid and I got, my anxiety got better. And then, you know, have you ever heard about food allergies or food intolerance or gluten insensitivity? And I was like, gluten insensitivity is not a thing. Everybody (laughs) has it. And I was on that side. I was back over on that side. Like everybody has it. They say every, and everybody does have it, but (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah. It's killing us all. And so I was like, um, I, I really started kind of looking into what functional medicine is. And it really took me down this road of self-healing, of, of God using that um, to not only um, help other people, but help help me. Because this is something I can, I, I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to deal with this for the rest of my life. And there's nothing I can do about it. And he gave me the formula to actually heal. Um, and you've seen that, you've seen the complete, a lot of a huge change, but, um, but yeah, so functional medicine basically is using um, an a extensive kind of, um, Intake, what we use is extensions, history taking, physical, um, specialized testing to really get to the root of what's causing your chronic illness. Because we, in in functional medicine, we believe that there is a root cause that may cause a lot of different symptoms. In regular medicine, you treat symptoms. If you have anxiety, I'm going to give you Ativan or Xanax. Or if you have depression, I'm going to give you Prozac or blah, 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 blah. But Actually, depression and anxiety could be be caused from one brute thing, one brute cause. And so what I found out is a lot of people have one or two, you know, things that are going on, have these myriad, we call all these um, fruit, all this fruit on the tree that's causing the issue. And the, the actual problem is this root cause problem. Yes. Oh, gosh. And so then you help people truly get healed so they're not having to, and that doesn't mean medicine doesn't play a part in it somewhere, but like, so you're helping people really go to the root to heal their body, heal the core of it. So that, and then all the symptoms are cleared up from there and life has totally changed. Wow. So what do you want to, what do you want to say to people who are out there struggling right now? And they're in that struggle. They're in the stress. They're, you know, not sleeping at night. They're dealing with anxiety on a daily basis. They're, um, they're, they've got the autoimmune condition. They're, you know, tired of dealing with their weight. Their hormones are out of whack. They're, um, you know, in men with low T, men, you know, men not feeling energetic, just feeling, you know, struggling with weight. What, you know, all the things that are, you know, that all of us are, are dealing with on a daily basis. Um, not all of us, the ones that, you know, the, the ones that ha- haven't, gotten the healing yet um wh- where's what wisdom and and hope and encouragement do you want to share with them that you really if you're a believer um listen to the holy spirit he will guide you and lead you and show you those he he cares just to, okay here I'm, I'm going to start crying again 
he cares just as much about your physical and emotional health as he does about your spiritual well-being. Uh, you know, he he cares just he I mean, he really cares that you're saved, but he cares just as much as when you're on this earth about how you're about those those things that you struggle with, like, you know, your gut or your 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 emotions or anxiety. And, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll lead and guide you. A lot of my patients have come to me. I haven't done a lot of advertising yet. I just started marketing and I'm just in the process of starting marketing for functional medicine. But a lot of people said, you know what, God led me to you. And um, and I don't I don't take that. I don't take that for granted and I don't take that. Um, and I believe them. I don't believe Absolutely. that they were just, you know, just, you know, doing the kind of church manipulation, <laughs> but, but I really believe that, you know, and so I take that as a, um, you know, thank, thank you Lord for allowing them to be here and I'll do my best to take care of them. That's amazing. And then he gives you what I find because I hear that all the time too with, you know, and I just, and I trust him. I say, I always say, and it's not that I don't market, but I always say, God is my marketing director. You know, I know he is going to send, and I pray that every morning, Lord, send me who needs me today. He send me that person who wants the freedom from whatever situation they're in right now. And they want to be who you created them to be. And they want to unlock that and live the life that you've created them to live and do the purpose that live in the purpose that you've created them and he just sends them and it's amazing and um so yeah so um and then we'll of course um if people are struggling with symptoms and you know they've they've been inspired or like you feel that hope inside of you that maybe she can help me we'll definitely you know include her you'll you can find her on the show notes you can um or it's um it's um uh, it's harris internal medicine um, is the um, is her practice name? If you want to uh, to look her up, it's Dr. Aaron Harris, of course. And um, so, as we close, I want to um, just ask you, you know, just um, how do you share with us a little bit about how you balance? Um, yeah, that and that the key word, the balance. I don't know if that, I, how do you live congruently with what matters most to you, being a business owner and caring for your patients with living your life, taking care of your own health, enjoying your family, fostering your and growing your spirituality. What are what are some of the things that you've had to overcome with that? And how have you learned to do that well? Like, what are the things in your life? It's a two-part question. And maybe what are some of the practices that you implement and make sure that you do that empower you to be the healthiest, happiest you? Um, well, I'll, Oh, mainly you. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love doing that. Mm, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that's, that. You definitely, when you're talking about, um, I never thought, you know, when I met Connie, just to give you um, understanding how I met you, I, you know, you were, I invited you for a, I think it was like a networking group that I was over in, in Fayetteville. And I, I wasn't like looking for Connie. I was like, I don't need any coaching. I'm good. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and it was, and it was something that you said that sparked. I was like, I think I need some help. And it was about family balance. It was about balancing things because that was something that I struggled with because I love my family so much um, that I feel like I'm, I'm being called to be a physician. But I, w- I w- I've always said I, I would have been good being just a housewife, honestly, um, or, you know, homemaker, I shouldn't say a housewife, a homemaker. Sure. So. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, that balance really just comes from, um, really being set in my, my focus on Christ and allowing him to really guide my day. If I don't do that, my, my life is way out of balance when I do it on a consistent basis. Do I do it on a consistent basis all the time? Absolutely not. But I see a difference when I do do it. And then just, you know, partnering with you to kind of help me um, really go, you know, manage my, manage all the things, all of the kind of things that I have going on, juggling everything that I have going on, where, um, you know, I feel like it's, I was like, this is impossible. I was like, and, and I was like, well, what are you thinking about? Why, why, why are you adding another business on? You just finished 
<laughs> well, I know when, when, you know, you can probably remember back, you can remember back, you know, you were working in the emergency room, you had your, your full-time business, you, yes. and I just remember you saying, I want to spend more, I just want to be home with my babies. I want to be home with my family and, but I don't want to abandon my career and I don't know how to do both of this. And that's, that's the epitome of, you know, I was there at one point too. Like I, Lord, you've called me into this yet. I'm. I don't believe that you want me to sacrifice my life for this beautiful career that you've given me and my business is owning me and I don't want to, I want to be free from this. And so I had to do my own work before I could help others do their work. And, um, and so now I get to do that incredibly rewarding work that I feel same way that you do. It just makes me cry all the time and just like be beyond like grateful for, you know, and, um, but that's, that's it. We don't have to, in order to be great at what we do and in order to live our purpose, we don't have to sacrifice the things that are most important to us. And that's what I love helping business owners do is create a business and expand and grow their business beyond anything they could have ever even imagined and be more profitable and more and have more joy doing it than they ever thought they could. But have more time with their family and take care of themselves and do all the things that matter to them too. And we can have it all. Yes. We don't have to give up one for the other. When you told me that I was like, that's impossible. That's counterintuitive. That (laughs) it was sounded so counterintuitive. I was like, this, I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) And now now look at you and now like you're, and now you even like, you not only expanded your business by like, yes, you know, who, who 500%. knows how 500%. It was 500%. Like, it was 500%. Ama- that is amazing. But then <laughs> now you have another business and you spend more time at, and you're not working in the emergency room and you spend more time at home than yes. you ever have. It's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, I, I love that. But you did the work and you were brave enough to say, hey, look, I can't, you know, I can help a whole lot of people and I'm very wise and I'm, you know, highly intelligent and I can do a lot of things, but I can't see outside of my own, my own stuff. I can't, I can't fix this for myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to get to that point too. You know I mean? We all do. There's some things that no matter how capable and smart we are, it, we just can't, it, you can see it for everybody else, but you just, you gotta, you gotta ask for help in some areas of your own life too. And, and that's, it's amazing that you did. And it's been such a, I mean, an unbelievable privilege for me. Um, so, um, so yeah, so you're living the, you get to, you're living the dream. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that everything's perfect, but so, so what's next? What's, what's the bigger vision that you have? And then I know we've got to close, but I just, I love talking to you. What's the bigger <laughs> vision? Um, the bigger vision, um, really where I'm being led to do right now is to really form, um, and God really gives me big things, honestly, but, um, I really want to form a functional medicine center here on the South side of Atlanta, of Atlanta and not necessarily be the over, um, kind of like be the overseer or be the main one in charge, but just, I really, really realize now that I have a gift for bringing other professionals together and um, kind of mobilizing people in a group um, to to um, get a task done. And I think there's a huge need um, for I have to have something where you have um, uh, multiple people who are have the same of the same mind, um, thinking the same way, um, you know, have that integrative functional um, background and have it in one place where you don't have to go up to Roswell or you don't have to go to Alpharetta to do that. And so that's on the plate right now and on the agenda right now. And we will hope to have something done in the next two years. I'm collaborating with a couple of other physicians and and um, acupuncturists and uh, physical therapists. And I'm just hoping that will come, but you know, that's what's just on, on the plate right now to, to move forward with that. Yeah. Uh, and God has given you that that heart for that. And because that's his heart is, I mean, that what you're talking about is community. What you're talking about is having a place for healing and thriving and freedom and, and enjoyment in life and abundance that where we all come together as a body, the body of Christ, and we use our giftings to, to, um, to further his kingdom on this earth. Exactly. And that's amazing. 
and doing it spirit, mind, body. I just love that. Um, so, well, you guys, um, I, I told you you're in for a treat today. And um, in, in closing, is there anything else that you didn't get to say that you would like to share? Anything just on your heart with any with people out there listening that um, that you just feel like you you know you want to say to encourage them? Um, no, I think I pretty much uh, said most of it. I think probably the thing that comes to mind is that you're just not alone in this. There is, you know, if you feel, I know right now, a lot of people feel um, like, like they're cut off or they're alone or, but you know, God really has you. He really um, knows what you need and he, he will provide everything that you need um, and not to, not to shut that out and not to, you know, because that it's a lie that you're alone. He's always with you. He's always there for you. And he has every provision, every protection, everything that you need um, in order to, to, to even be happy while you're here on the earth. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to, to be happy. We can be, we can be thriving right here um, in freedom and courage and authenticity and, enjoyment so oh that's so beautiful wow just more of your heart for for people um and yeah you guys i want you to know that you are not alone and that there is always hope that you know that either he's that that he's going to show you the answer and he's going to lead you to where you need to be but then there are people that he uses to do that and so trust when you feel that little check in your spirit or that urge to, you know, or you feel led to someone or, you know, that, that that's from him, you know, and that he's leading you to the answers that you want to the freedom that, that is available to you because he never gives up on us. Does he thank God? Thank you Lord, that that you never give up on me. Man, I've screwed it up so many times. That would times. be a mess. <laughs> wow, my angels are like your your mentor in um, college or in in medical school. College. They had like, college. Yes, yeah. she's putting out many fires. If I could ever sit down with them, they're going to be like, "My gosh, Connie, if you knew what all I was doing to try to fix this for you, holy cow." There, uh, yeah, that is so funny. I love it. Well, thank you so much today for sharing. You are just, like I said, you're one of my favorite people. And thank you for sharing your heart and your story and your passion for what you do and your and your love for the Lord. It is just, it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to be able to walk this out with you. Um, and, um, and I cherish that. So thanks for being here. You guys, if you want to uh, get in touch with Dr. Harris, it's Harris Internal Medicine. We'll put her in the show notes, of course. And, um, and, and if this episode has encouraged you and inspired you, please share it with a friend or a family member because all this is the, that's the whole point of what we're doing here. We're just having these conversations and to, um, to give you hope, to inspire you, to remind you and empower you that you are a powerful divine warrior that made in God's image and that you have everything within you and around you to be who he created you to be. And it is, um, he's going to bring that to you and um, never leave you in it alone. So um, remember that. And, um, and we will see you right back here on the next episode of the Warrior Rise podcast. Thanks for joining us today. See you guys. Thanks for joining me today on the Warrior Arise podcast. I hope you were inspired and empowered to live and lead bravely, freely, and authentically you. I look forward to our next episode together, and I invite you to subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they are released. If this podcast impacted you, share it with a friend or a loved one. Also, please write a review on iTunes.